Thank you for tuning in to Go Be Great with Coach Karina. I am Karina Calhoun. I am a mindset and life coach for women entrepreneurs who desire and deserve to bring massive impact to your life and your business by unveiling your authentic self, discovering your purpose, and crushing your goals. You can learn more about me and how I can serve you at linktree backslash Coach Karina. I would love for you to grab one or all of my complimentary Digi products and join my exclusive email tribe where I don't spam and I give massive value on a weekly basis. I look so forward to locking arms with you. Hey, everybody. Welcome to War Cry Radio. Go be great podcast. I am your host, Karina Calhoun. And listen, I have another great episode. Today, I am sitting down and having a fireside chat with Dr. Claire. Dr. Claire, welcome to the show. How are you? Thank you so much, Karina. I am good. I think I'll say I'm great because the show is Go Be Great, right? So I can't just be good. I have to be great. Absolutely. You are the first person to actually say that. So ding, 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 you win the prize. (laughs) Yes, 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 Dr. Claire. So Dr. Claire, tell us a little bit about yourself. Where are you and what are you doing these days? So I am here in Kansas with Blazing Star Network. I'm a spiritual mentor and coach. And for those who wonder about my accent, I don't always say it, but I'll say it. I am from the country of Guyana. I, I am a Guyanese, and okay. Guyana is located on the northeast coast of South America, part of the English-speaking Caribbean. Um, I'm also a minister, an ordained minister. And so when I think of what I do, I think more ministry than business even though sometimes we use some of the business principles in um, reaching out because, you know, coaching is seen as a business, but for me, it's more of a ministry. And um, just happy to be here and thank you, Karina, for your invitation. Absolutely, absolutely. And you actually just come out the gate with fire already. So I want to talk about, just let's go ahead and just deep dive into... So you're a minister and you're in business. And so you think more of your business as ministry. And I know that I have a lot of folks that are listening who are also in ministry and are trying to figure out how do you merge the two? And I know for myself also being an ordained minister, that was one thing that I struggled with years ago as well. How do I do the two? Because, you know, I don't want to be known as a quote unquote false prophet. I'm not trying to pimp and pander people, you know, but I know that God has called me into entrepreneurship, but I also know that he's called me into, you know, speaking his word and ministering to his people. And so I know that for myself, I struggled with that until he just settled it for me. He said, you are who you are. You're not pimping. You're not pandering you're not doing all of that <laughs> you know crazy oh, stuff oh yes yes, so yes. Dr. <laughs> yes Dr. Claire t- talk to us about that talk to us how you were able to really fuse the two together yeah you know um everything you said I could say <laughs> so it, it is a struggle you know when we have this call and um and for me I've been in ministry you know I fostered it's not my call but I've done it um, youth ministry most of the time. And when I first started on this journey, I actually 
didn't, it wasn't surrender, it wasn't Blazing Star Network, it was Surrender and Prayer, one word. And the first book I wrote was about prayer. And I had a study guide and um, a daily devotional that went with it. And then, and, and I actually worked with pastors initially, but then I knew it was time to shift. And I think that's where the struggle came in. I taught at a seminary and then working with pastors, it was just, you know, it's ministry. Surrender and prayer, you know, it's ministry. Uh, how I shifted to Blazing Star Network was when I spoke with somebody about my work. And she said, well, there's nothing in your title. And actually it was spiritual mentor and prayer coach. And she said, there's nothing in your title that tells me you can help me with your life journey. And so I started making some shifts and, and Blazing Star Network was born as it were. The thing about it, once I shifted from pastors, that's when my struggle with really began. Um, prayer, um, it's free, you know, um, that whole thing. And the word pimping didn't actually come into my mind, but it's like, how do you sell prayer? <laughs> you know, all those types of things. And then, okay, so if this thing is a business thing, maybe people don't want to hear about God, maybe people don't, you know, all these kind of thoughts. How do I do it in a way, you know, you learn these things about messaging and all. And so it, it was a struggle for a while. And then I just had to say, God, I can't do it any other way but be a minister. That's who I am. That's my call. So then, you know, I started adding God back into my messaging. I don't think it was ever fully gone, but being more intentional in that. And then actually I got a client who said, I came to you because you mentioned God. So, wow, that's awesome. That struggle. And, and, and the thing is, and you probably know this, when you're struggling and you're trying to be this and that and listen to people, it doesn't work. It doesn't flow. It's like a dry wilderness place. That's how it was for me. So that's where I am, just affirming that I am a minister, which is why I said it. <laughs> I am a minister. Um, I don't see it as a business, though I may use some business principles. I can't. I can't do both. I think there are people who are called to be both. I don't see myself as being called to be both. Understood. Understood. So, and so now you're in Kansas and this is where you are working now. Is your business global? Are you able to reach people all over the world? I am. Um, right now, all my clients are, I, I have to think about that. I've had clients outside the U.S., but right now all my clients are in the U.S. But yeah, I've always been—I've never done face-to-face -face coaching, okay, and for some specific reasons. But I've always coached either by phone or online. So yeah, my potential is global. <laughs> yeah. Awesome, awesome. I love it. So talk to us. I see that you are the founder of a network. So tell us about that. Yeah. So one of the reasons I said, initially I said Blazing Star Coaching, but then I realized it's more than coaching. Um, I, I do write, um, I'm an author. And I, at one time I was doing um, courses, offering courses, I'm not doing that so much now, but I felt Blazing Star Coaching was limiting. Whereas if I said Blazing Star Network, it had more potential. And then it also speaks to community because I feel people who are in my circle, say on my list, 
um, don't really like the term people to think of it more as a community where I'm sharing and we can share with each other and I can do other things. So that's why network and, and just to say a little about Blazing Star. Um, so as I was going through um, what I do and, um, and so on, and this is actually before the ministry thing was settled, it was in the middle of all of that, when I was shifting from surrender and prayer. Um, Blazing Star, I, I feel that we all have this flame. You know, we're born, the spark, it blazes, but then circumstances can diminish it. And so we can get to a stage where um, it's like if the flame is gone, but there's always this spark that we need. And, you know, fire needs oxygen. So I see Blazing Star Network as the oxygen that comes and helps you to blaze again. And wow. then there's also Blazing Star Perennial. So even though there may be some autumn, some winter in your life, spring will come again and you will blaze again. I love that. I love that. So I have a couple of things that really that I really want to talk about. First, I want to ask you, you talked about network and then you began to use the word community. And I am all for community. And so I want you to talk to us a little bit about the importance of building community, especially now with the pandemic having happened. So mm -hmm. tell us the importance of building community and then also talk to us about how we can recover through the winter months and this, the autumn months when we feel that our, our fire has begun to dwindle a little bit. So those two things, community and how we can recover. Blazing again. Okay, community. <laughs> <laughs> um, community is essential. You know, there's a verse in Genesis that we always, mostly, I say always, I don't hear everything, but most times we interpret it in terms of man-wife relationship. It's not what the man to be alone. And certainly what God did with that passage in that passage was to give um what is it adam help me but there's a broader context it's not good for us to be alone we were created to be in relationship and fellowship with each other if we were to come to christianity it's a communal thing and a lot of you in the bible is collective rather than individual and so we thrive best when we are in a community of some sort uh, the, there's the aspect, there's this thing called Johari Window that I really like, J-O-H-A as an apple, R-I. And it, it's the four quadrants where we have the pieces that are known to us alone, the pieces that everybody knows, the piece that other people know and we don't know, and then the unknown. And it's in community that we, we come more fully into ourselves because somebody may help us to um, see a part of it that we didn't see before. And, and then just the interaction allows us to thrive. So people who are isolated, they, they tend to go on a downward, downward spiral. And that's why the whole thing, I, I loved, I don't remember who it was now, but somebody made a point that we really shouldn't be talking about social distancing. We should be talking about physical distancing. And when you think about it, social distancing is kind of so numbing. 
um, because we need the interaction, whatever form it takes. And and some, I think there's some research is done some time ago, but don't, I'm not good with quoting places and things, but um, the importance of touch. So um, in this time, how do we navigate safety and remain in community? Um, and then um, community helps us as individuals to thrive, but then when we build communities, we can amplify what we do so that we have a greater impact. And even if I were to go to the children and the youth, they learn when they are in community with adults, not just with themselves. And, and so, and we, we also learn from them, but the whole maturation process, it, it needs role models as it were. And so uh, whichever angle you take it from, whichever level you come at it from, we need community to learn, to grow and to thrive. Okay. I love it. I Let love me. it. I absolutely love it. And I love, I don't think I've heard that where rather than saying social distancing, we should be physical distancing. And that makes perfect sense now yeah. that you say it. I wish absolutely. I could remember who said it. I wish I could. Um, and, you know, and I think about the scripture in the Bible, and I say this a lot, I say this often, uh, as it relates to community, the fact that it says every joint supplies. Ooh, and yeah. so we have to be together in order for that to take place. Yeah. And so I love, I love, absolutely love that. Thank you so much. So on to the next question. When we're, when we find ourselves in those winter months, and we find ourselves in those autumn months, those months where it's not springtime, it's not summertime, and it seems a little daunting. How do we move through that and rekindle that flame? Yeah. It's, um, I don't want to just answer quickly, I could. I mean, I could say call on Jesus, I could say a lot of things, but... Yeah. The, the thing is, it, it's such a big reality, you know, that those times come, whether we call it winter or wilderness, it, those times come. And um, knowing who we are does help. But the truth is, in those times, we can lose touch of who we are. Mm -hmm. So we, we want to uh, make sure we have certain practices, as it were, that help us to move through it. Prayer, I, I couldn't stress prayer too much. Uh, that we, so when I say call on Jesus, I mean it seriously. Um, because sometimes when, when you're in the winter time or so on, all you have is that name, you know? But just keep praying, even if it's one word, even if it's one sentence, don't give up, keep pressing read the scripture and I can say this because we, we're speaking here as Christians, you know, sometimes I do interviews, we're not speaking as Christians and that's fine too. Um, but as speaking as Christians, we say we have the word of God, we have the Bible, find the scripture that becomes your anchor as it were, hold on to it, read it every day. And then remember who God is. Remember God's faithfulness. Look back at your life, look at your testimony. And, and don't go it alone. Um, be sure that there are people around you who can pray with you. It doesn't have to be a multitude. 
Uh, mm-hmm. It can be one person. Sometimes you don't want to multitude. But there's that one person to whom you can turn and say, pray with me. And that's where community comes in again. Um, if you're in community, then there is going to be at least one person. Sometimes we need more than one, it just depends. And speak with somebody that you trust. Um, I, I know that has helped me to come through. I, I, I won't, you know, I just got, was privileged to be able to work with a counselor when I was really dealing with stuff. Uh, my mother had died, I, I was still dealing with that. Uh, my cousin had died shortly after, and then I moved to do post-grad. And, and so it was it was a rough time. And and prayer was a big piece of it, the scripture, and, and getting that support, that, that helped me as well. Uh, and reading, you know, there are things we can read, there, there are things we can, um, we can hold on to, you know. Uh, I talk about, and this is something I want to share with the audience, five steps, and it's based on my latest book. But I talk about five steps to overcome overwhelm and stress. Okay. The reason I didn't start with this though is that sometimes when you're really dumb, you need to just get into the prayer and the word and so on before you can even move into these steps. But the first one is, and I hope I remember that, <laughs> I write stuff and then I forget. Yeah, I remember. The first step is know who you are. Mm-hmm. We need to get back to who we are. Just like we both said, you know, we struggled a little and then we just had to recognize who we are and then we could move off from that. So I think if you're in a dry season, if you're in the winter, go to who you are. If you're not in the winter and you've never done the work, do it so that you know who you are. Um, then know why you're here. Because again, when we know why we're here, we have to come back to that. Uh, in other words, know your purpose. And um, people make a big deal about purpose. And my thing is you're never far from it. I used to make a big deal about it too. And then I concluded you're never far from it. You may not know it um, intentionally in a, in a way to articulate it, but, but you, you're never far from it. Then um, the third one is know the season you're in. You see, if I accept that I'm in a winter season, I, I know I will come out. And, and season relates to that as well as what we need needing to be doing in this season. Um, I don't fight too much. I don't beat myself up. I don't get angry. I just say, okay, what are the steps I need? When winter comes naturally in the um, natural sphere, but also what, what are the steps I need to... Um, Prepare for spring. Uh, the, the second one is organize your life. Organize your life around your um, knowing who you are, knowing why you're here, and knowing what your season is. Because sometimes when we fight against these things, that's what pushes us down. Because um, overwhelm and stress can lead to winter as well. So mm-hmm. organizing our lives around those. And the fifth one is creating margins and boundaries. When I was going through that time, and actually I was in Richmond when that was happening, um, when I mentioned, you know, getting the confidence so and so on. Um, coaching came later. I didn't know about coaching then, but I've had coaches. But um, I had made a commitment at that point. I was doing postgraduate, was hectic, you know, papers, getting up, going to class and all of that. And I made a commitment that 
I, on Saturday, I would spend at least an hour with the Lord. And I was praying, reading, reflecting, you know, journaling and stuff like that. So, um, all the, and I think of those things as margins. Every day we need that downtime and time with God and reflecting time. And then the boundaries are the parameters we set around our lives where we know what we will do, what we will not do. So those five steps, but I have a handout about it. But I think those are some things I would say to allow us to blaze. If we're not blazing, to get back to blaze. And if you're blazing, to keep blazing. <laughs> absolutely absolutely and so those those five steps are those the steps that you outline in your latest book yes and no in that the chapters don't follow them but they are in the book <laughs> okay so tell us tell us more about your book and, and it's called living stressed out and tell us more about the book and tell us how we can find it okay so the book is called help i want out so okay. that came the living stress out is in the subtitle okay so the main title is help i want out and i came at that because of what i saw and what i see around me so help i want out what to do when you're stressed out from keeping it all together and um you know i talk about the fact that stress is real that we need to talk about it but not talk about it from the perspective that it's inevitable and I do make a distinction between stress and being stressed out. So stress is inevitable. There are things that will cause stress, but living stressed out is not inevitable. And um, so, you know, I have charts, I, I have diagrams and everything. I talk about time because managing our time is critical. Yes. Um, and, and, and talk about freedom and how our expectations of people, including our expectations of ourselves. But then I talk about our work and God's valuation of ourselves. And when I talk about God's valuation of ourselves, I say, you know, have you heard that saying, everybody has a price? It is pretty dehumanizing, isn't it? And, um, you know, talk about assumption it, about it, but the Bible, when you read the Bible, you understand that God says, sees you as priceless. And your challenge is to believe this deep within and stay true to it. Doing so will empower you to avoid stressed out living. So it, it has that chapter about work. And then um, the last chapter gives you a recipe, as it were. I don't want to say prescription. I'm not, well, I was going to say I'm not a doctor. I kind of am correct. But <laughs> <laughs> I give you kind of a menu for breaking out where I talk about the fact, and this is important. I really need to stress this. We are created for rest and renewal. You know, when we look at the, I'm um, going back to the creation story. God rested. Did God need rest? I don't think so. What do you think, Karina? Do you think God needed I don't rest? think he needed it, but I think he was setting a pres precedence for us. Exactly. So, you know, we need the times of rest and renewal that allow us to keep our oxygen level up and get the power to do the things that move us away from stress out living. And it's centered around a lady called Olivia, who has a husband called Robert and two children, Olive and Roberto. And so it kind of traces her journey from being completely stressed out to get into the place where she is able to have the margins every day and then the Sabbath. Um, which part of the margins and then set boundaries on her life for what she will tolerate 
what she will not tolerate, what she will say yes to, what she will say no to. And I always say no opens the door to yes. Because saying no to the right things leads you to say yes to the right things. Absolutely. So Dr. Claire, tell us how we can grab your book. So if you go to livingstressout.com slash get help, livingstressout.com slash get help, you will get the book. And um, I don't have a, I'll create a quote for your people. Um, be great. I haven't created it yet, but as soon as I leave here, I create a code and it's it's gonna be a 10% off. Okay. Um so yeah, the hard copy is only on my, it's on Kindle, but the hard copy is just from my website. So be great is going to be the code. So that okay. you can get 10% off the book. Um and then I have the handle, the top five. The top five steps steps to overcome overwhelm and stress, and that's free. And that's at livingstressout.com five steps. Livingstressout.com five steps. That's anyway. I love it. I love it. I absolutely love it. So, Dr. Claire, what are your last thoughts? What is one last tip that you want to leave with the tribe today? Um, just to encourage them, you know, listen, I am one, I am not four. And I say this all the time. I'm sure people disagree with me and I'm okay with that, but I am not one for a ton of encouragement or I'm sorry, a ton of empowerment because I believe we've had enough empowerment. I believe now at this point, we need strategies. We need tactical advice on how to actually maneuver through you know, we've been empowered that, hey, listen, you are, you, you are great. You are destined to greatness. You are destined to purpose. But now we need those strategies. So what is one tip that you would leave with the tribe today? One tip. You know, it comes back to prayer. Hmm. Be a person of prayer. When you're a person of prayer, you're grounded. God will send to you. You, you're in purpose because God will show you and you are um, peaceful because the peace of God will overwhelm you. And so when things come up, you're able to get rid of the fear that so many people feel because the prayer is going to remind you of who God is and who you are, that um, in God, you can do all things. But these are the things God has called you to do. So be a person of prayer. Absolutely. I love it. I love it. Dr. Claire, thank you so much for being here on the show today. This has truly been uh, inspirational. I've received plenty of nuggets and just encouragement and, and really how to continue to keep going. Thoughts that now I, I can really hone in on. And so thank you for those reminders. Thank you for um, everything that you've shared with us today. And I will definitely be asking you back on the show in the coming months, uh, just just to chat, see how things are going, and, mm-hmm. and just to see what you've got going on. I'm sure there will be some new things you'll have going on. So I'm eager to hear about that. 
you so much and the honor and the privilege has been mine. It was just sweet to be able to just have fellowship. Thank you. Yes, absolutely. So ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning in today for another great episode. Today I've had Dr. Claire Smith and please go grab that book, livingstressedout.com backslash get help. And she is providing to us a 10% discount with the code, uh, with the code be great. So that will also be in the show notes. Don't sleep on this y'all. Listen, <laughs> listen, listen. You heard the wisdom that came from this lady. You heard the wisdom. You want to grab hold to it now while the fire is rising. <laughs> don't sleep so thank you all thank you again dr claire i will see you all on the flip side thank you for tuning in to my podcast and i do hope that this episode has been transformative for you i am karina calhoun i am a mindset and life coach i do help women entrepreneurs really level up in their business by creating stepping stones out of the stumbling blocks that have been in their way. If you would like to be a guest on my show, please send an email to hello coach Karina at gmail.com. Again, hello coach Karina at gmail.com. And I am looking forward to building with you more in the future. Thanks. <laughs>